0: Welcome to Closer to Christ, the sermon podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and the Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. You can learn more about our ministries at stpaulmuskego.org. And now for this week's message. So... Today, as we wrap up the meet the man, we're, we're going to meet the man whom the Father loves. The, the God whom the Father loves, the man whom the Father loves, and then the word or the message whom the Father loves. And our uh, lesson for today is the appointed gospel lesson for Transfiguration Sunday. That's always the, the last Sunday before Ash Wednesday, which is uh, this coming Wednesday. So I'll read from Mark chapter 9. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. He did not know what to say. They were so frightened. Then a cloud appeared and covered them, and a voice came from the cloud, This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they no longer saw anyone with them except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus gave them orders not to tell anyone what they had seen, Until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. In Mark's Gospel, God the Father speaks from heaven twice. Once is early on in Mark chapter 1 at Jesus' baptism, where God the Father says, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. God the Father is preparing Jesus really for his ministry. Uh, This is the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. He is just about to go head to head with Satan uh, in the temptations in the wilderness and then spend three years walking steadily to Jerusalem to suffer and die. So he reminds his son of his identity. You are my son, that's who you are. That I love you. And that I am well pleased with you. You have my approval as you carry out the ministry, the task that I have given you. Now, the second time that God the Father spoke, uh, he spoke very similar words on the Mount of Transfiguration. But there's some difference. This is my Son whom I love. Listen to him. So, On the Mount of Transfiguration, God the Father isn't talking to Jesus, right? He's talking to to Jesus as somebody else, and he is speaking to the audience, which was Peter, James, and John, He says to Peter, James, and John, listen to him. Know who he is and listen to him. And because the Holy Spirit chose to preserve these words for us, obviously, God the Father wants us to hear them too, that we know who Jesus is, and that we listen to him. So they got me thinking, well, why is this the message that God the Father would recognize this is what Peter, James, and John need to hear right now? Well, on the Mount of Transfiguration, they saw what they already knew. I made this word cloud uh, just as, as a reminder of all the miracles that Jesus did before the, the transfiguration. So in the first eight chapters of Mark, you know, he, he rescues a demon-possessed man, he, he, he heals a, wo- a woman with bleeding, he, he makes a paralyzed man able to walk, he causes the deaf to hear, he even raises the dead. All of these things over and over again, the disciples saw Jesus is more than just a man. He is God himself. Only God can raise the dead. And I say, they knew that already because of a conversation that Jesus had with his disciples just six days prior to the transfiguration. Six days before the transfiguration, Jesus had taken uh, the apostles' Far to the north, this is what's called the withdrawals part of his uh, gospel ministry. So about six months before he suffers and dies, he takes his disciples to the far north so that he's away from the crowds and he can focus on the apostles. So he's way up in Caesarea Philippi, you know, 35 miles north of the Sea of Galilee, And he asked the disciples, you know, who do people say I am? And, you know, the apostles give some answers. And then Jesus asks, but what about you? What do you say? And remember Peter's the guy who always speaks up and says, you are the Christ, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Bingo, you know it, this is right I've seen it over and over again, you are the son of the living God, you are God. And then six days later, Peter, James, and John see Jesus in all of his divine glory there on the Mount of Transfiguration. They already know he's God. But then right after, Peter makes this marvelous confession I know who you are, you are God. Jesus, for the first time, starts to tell his disciples what's going to happen to him. And the key words are here in this word cloud. He said, this is Mark recorded. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this. So, he's God. And then Jesus, for the first time, and then over and over again in the next six months, Jesus is going to explain, this is all the stuff that's going to happen to me. And you remember Peter's reaction? Never, Lord, this will never happen to you. I know that you are God, and obviously it is not God's plan that you suffer and die. You are God. This will never happen to you. And Jesus has to say to Peter, Peter, get behind me, Satan. You're thinking along human lines, not along God's lines. And then six days later, God the Father says to Peter, would you just listen to him? They're on the Mount of Transfiguration. Peter still hadn't listened. He sees Jesus in all of his glory. He is God. Yay! Let's just stay here, Jesus. Let's put up three shelters. Let's just Live in your glorious presence, this will be great. God the Father says, you got who he is, but you're not listening, listen to him. You see, Peter didn't understand why God had to take flesh into himself so that he could suffer and die. Peter didn't understand the magnitude of the problem. He thought that, that Jesus could just show up and then he'd bask in the glory. He didn't understand that, that this was the way God knew this is the only way to deal with the problem. The problem that Peter had, the problem that you and I have. And Peter didn't understand the magnitude of his guilt before God. He didn't understand that that his guilt before God was so great that the only way that that guilt could be atoned for is if God came into this world, took flesh into himself, and suffered and died. He didn't understand the magnitude of his sin. So the Father says, listen to him. And isn't that true of us today, too? You know, Thursday morning, just heard another great illustration of that. So, you know, as police chaplain, I was sitting in on the, the police roll call, and one of my friends, a, a fellow Christian and officer, you know, said a, a word. Which is not uncommon, right? And then there was the not uncommon response. Oh, sorry, Pastor Pete. Why are you sorry to me? You see, my fellow Christian kind of forgot that there was somebody else in that roll call room. He forgot that there was the the man whom the Father loved who was also God come in flesh, that Jesus was present. He forgot to understand the magnitude of that foul language. In God's sight, the only way to atone for it was if God would die on the cross. You see, if we listen to Jesus, sin becomes much larger. Listen to him. He is the God who knew this is what is awaiting me because that's the only way to pay for your sin. And when we remember that, when we listen to him, suddenly sin becomes a much bigger deal. When you pick on somebody, it's a big deal, not because you're hurting them. Yes, that's a big deal, but what's greater is you have just committed something that is so big that only God's blood can pay for it. When you get even momentarily angry with somebody that you love because they've done something that, ah, did it again, It's no, oh, that's no big deal. It is a huge deal because God had to shed his blood for it. When we listen to him, our sin gets bigger and bigger and bigger. But there's this marvelous passage in Romans chapter 5, verse 20. It is worthy of our memory. Where sin abounded, where sin gets bigger, where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Let's just say that together here, and your brothers and sisters at MKE and those of you are online, let's say it together. Where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. The more clearly I see how great my guilt is that God had to die for each and every one of my sins, and, and I hate my sin because I see what it made God do, God's grace is even greater, that that God would take flesh, humanity into himself so that he could take the punishment upon himself. And this is why I I want you to, as you enjoy that that York peppermint patty, that you remember, To enjoy that, you just have to eat it all together. That it's both God and man. You can't take it apart. When Jesus died on the cross, it wasn't just his humanity who died, it was the God-man who died. God died for you. And if God died for you, what, what have you done that is so great that God's blood can't pay for, right? Where sin abounds, when we listen to him, grace abounds all the more. Listen to him rather than Satan's accusations. Listen to him rather than, than our, our rationalizations that, that somebody else made me do it or, or that sin is no big deal. No, let, listen to him, let sin become greater and then listen to him so that Satan doesn't use that sin to drive you to despair. Look at God's grace, it is so much bigger. God gave his life into death for you. It is the God-man who died for you. Listen to him. You see, the disciples really didn't listen to Jesus. They heard Jesus talk about suffering and death, but there's something else in this word cloud that they didn't even notice. All over, there's the phrase, rise again, right? They didn't hear that. Listen to him. Listen to him and recognize that that it was God's plan that, that Jesus rise from the dead on Easter morning. And when he rose from the dead, God the Father was saying to each of us, you are my son, you are my daughter whom I love because you are listening to me, you are listening to Jesus, you're recognizing he died for you and he rose again to declare to you, your sins are forgiven. Listen to him. But there's a part of us that goes, ah. Now we're enjoying the glory of God's grace. And because I know that I am God's son, or I am God's daughter, everything is gonna go great. Let, let's just stay here, God, as, as, as long as, as I see you in all your glory as the, as the God who has become flesh, then everything is gonna go right in my life, right? Let's put up three shelters But Jesus, just before this, said, you know what, I want you to enjoy glory with me. The, the very fact that you, you see Elijah and Moses on that Mount of Transfiguration reminds us God has a plan that, that includes us living and in, in, in enjoying his glory forever. But right after he talks about his rising from the dead, then Jesus says something else about us that we have to listen to. Jesus said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. Lord I just want to stand here and enjoy your glory and Jesus says no no I'm sorry but if you want to follow me you have to follow me in the same way I I took up my cross to be your savior and if you're going to follow me you too will have to take up your cross and follow me just as I suffered you too will have to suffer not to atone for sin, but so that God could be glorified. So you take up your cross, and, and what is that cross? A lot of times we think, oh, the cross is, you know, somebody is picking on me. I'm being bullied. The cross is, is uh, I'm sick, or, or the cross is, you know, I'm, I'm suffering a, a tough financial situation. But that isn't the cross. Unbelievers experience those things. The cross is to deny yourself. To deny the natural response, to be angry. Angry at the people around you, angry at God. You know, in my daily devotions, for those of you who get my daily devotional email, you know, we're we're reading through Exodus, and, and they've just seen the Israelites walk, we've just seen the Israelites walk through the walls of water on the right and on the left. God shows himself to be the Savior God. And then they're out in the desert. And they don't have any food and they don't have any water. That's that's a pretty big deal. Think about, you know, there's some little kids present. Just imagine you didn't have any food or any water for for your littlest children. That's a big deal. And they got angry, angry at God, angry at Moses. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, You have to deny yourself. You have to say no to the the sinful nature that wants to lash out at others, that wants to lash out at God. Listen to him. Because it is the way that we deal with suffering that God's glory is seen through us, that we reflect The the glory of God in our faces, right? So, listen to him. But there's something else. You know, we, we focus on deny yourself and take up your cross, lose your life for me. But in this word cloud, there's this little phrase save your life. You see, God the Father's goal for us is that just as surely as Jesus rose victorious from the grave, just as surely as he is living and reigning in glory right now, that's what he wants for us too. But that's not for us right now. As long as we're in this life, it's really important for us to listen to him. That's why, you know, at this time of year, you know, Ash Wednesday is on uh, just a few days away and people are very often asked, you know, oh, what's the Lutheran thing to do for Lent? What do you give up for Lent? And, and, you know, it's okay if you want to give up something for Lent to remind you of Jesus' suffering and death. But the key part of Lutheran piety in Lent is to add something. We add a Wednesday night service, right? Where we... We follow Jesus as he takes up the cross for us so that we spend more time listening to him, so that we, we hear him and, and understand the, the, the gravity of our sin, that we listen to him and, and understand that the greatness of his grace, the Son of God died for you. How sweet that is, Right? You're forgiven. Listen to him. Deny yourself. Where where is God saying there are things that you're doing that you have to say no to because you're not following the Savior who died for you? Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Follow me. Lose your life in that sense because God really wants to save your life. That's what Lent is really for. You see, the the disciples were about to enter their Lent. For the next six months, Jesus over and over again was saying, this is what's gonna happen to me in Jerusalem. Luke tells us that Jesus steadfastly set his face to go up to Jerusalem. This is what he was focused on the last six months. This was their Lent. And God the Father said, this is the best way to prepare. Listen to him. And the Holy Spirit decided God's people today need to hear it too. Listen to Him. Amen. Please stand and let's join in prayer. God the Father, we hear your voice through your holy word. We pray that you would give us ears to hear. That as we enter into the Lenten season that we we spend more time listening to Jesus. Magnify sin in our eyes. Help us to see how great our guilt is. Magnify your grace in Christ. Help us to claim freedom that we're absolutely forgiven. And then give us strength so that people around us will just see that you've changed us, that you are empowering us to say no to the sinful nature within us, that more and more we're reflecting your glory because we have seen your glory in your marvelous grace. And then finally, Lord, just bless us so that we are better missionaries of your grace to the world around us. All this we ask in Jesus' name and in his name we pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Closer to Christ Sermon Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and The Bridge in Muskego, Wisconsin. Closer to Christ Podcasts are from our current sermon series and are released every Monday morning. For live stream services and other ministry information please visit us online at stpaulmuskego.org